Welcome back to another movie review. I'm Chase Lee, reviewing for DallasMovieScreenings.com. And the movie I want to take a look at right now is Borat's subsequent movie film. Now, this one comes from Amazon Studios. It is directed by Jason Woolenier. And the follow-up film to the 2006 comedy centering on the real-life adventures of fictional Kazakhstan TV journalist named Borat. Um, doesn't really explain much about the sequel. No one has written a plot synopsis on IMDb yet, so this is what you get. But the best way to describe it is that Borat once again goes back to the United States to interview a bunch of people and to get a perspective on American culture and the American people. And he brings his daughter along uh, because he wants to try to doll her up and give her away to a high government official so she can um, live like Melania Trump and live a better life. So that's what you get. Um and speaking of a Borat film, if you've never seen these before, they are a a hybrid of fictional scenes with you know Sasha Baron Cohen and other actors and particular scenarios. You know, you know, expressing a little bit of the plot so we can have somewhat of a through line story uh, throughout the the zany and crazy uh, scenarios. And then it's also um, the other half of these movies are real life interviews with real life people with Borat, uh, Sasha, staying in character, interviewing these people so we get to hear their thoughts and their ideologies just kind of be out there in the open (laughs) as if uh, we're not all going to be watching this. And it's funny and quite scary um, to watch some of these interviews, but that's why we laugh because it's so uncomfortable um, and that's the way these films are delivered. So speaking of the first film, just my quick thoughts on it. I I think it's a landmark in the comedy genre, one of the best not only of that year, but of uh, the two, 2000s, like 2000 to 2010, one of the best comedies. I think it is absolutely just uh, gut-bustingly hilarious. Um, it's also frightening, sad, and depressing, knowing that some of these people live in this country and they think like that. Um, but that's why we get so uncomfortable watching these interviews and we start snickering and laughing because of how ridiculous it is. But... These are real life people, um, and of course, the the cojones on uh, Sasha Baron Cohen for never breaking character and just committing one thousand percent. It is a unique film. It is something that only Sasha Baron Cohen can do, and I love the first one. So the sequel, I was looking forward to it, even though I thought the trailer for it was kind of like it was kind of like whatever, and I was like maybe they were hiding some of the best jokes for the actual movie, um, and I think that was actually the case, but. Uh, I, I thought the trailer, to be honest with you, was just okay. So I saw the sequel. And I will say right off the bat before I get to my overall thoughts, I do wish I saw this. Um, I do wish I saw this. What was that? I, I wish I saw this in a theater. And I think having that that theater experience, the large crowds of random people enjoying and laughing at the same thing that you're laughing at, that energy is something that can't be duplicated at home. You just can't. And so watching this in the theater, I think would have really helped it with the experience. Um, uh, so that that is just my first initial thought in terms of comparing that to the first one. Because the first one had the best comedic theater experience I've ever had in my life. People were on the floor laughing. They were uh, crying laughing. It was so loud I couldn't even hear half the movie. It was a great experience. But like this one is a step down in terms of that. Now, what do I think about this? Overall, I like it a lot, and I would love to see how this holds up on repeat viewings. Because when you see Borat, like the first one, the initial shock to it is crazy. 
And like, you're just like, wow, that was fantastic. Like, I've never seen a comedy like this. And then on repeat viewings, it's still funny, but you do lose that initial punch. With this one, um, just on first viewing, I liked it a lot, but I'm wondering how it's going to hold up on repeat viewings. Like, how is that that, that sting of the first watch going to kind of carry over? I'm curious, but I think for the first time, I ended up liking, liking this because Sasha had a difficult thing to do, and that was to adapt this character in current times, in 2020. And the progression of 2006 to 2020 is mind-boggling because we live in a completely different time. So I was always curious to like know how he was going to adapt, whether it be like the pandemic or like the current administration. Who was he going to get for an interview? Like that's hard to do and that's hard to recapture that magic. But I, I ended up liking this one quite a bit. So let me go and break up this review into two sections. Let me talk about the fictional scenes. Let me talk about the, um, the real life interviews. Um, so for the fictional stuff, a lot of it has to do with uh, Borat and his daughter. And the daughter is played by Maria Bakalova. I thought their interaction was quite nice. And I thought they had um, a really funny chemistry, uh, knowing that she was also committing a thousand percent, bouncing off the jokes with him, especially when they were in uh, real life scenarios talking to people. She was able to keep up and they were both super quick on their feet with um, the one-liners and just the, the comedy stunts. She is a, a delight in this film. Um, so anytime when they were interacting in the fictional scenes to, you know, kind of move the plot forward, so to speak, she was really committed and I, I, lo- I loved her presence. She was just as funny as Sasha was. Also, at the same time, there was a lot of tender moments. There was a lot of heartwarming kind of father-daughter conversations. And the, that's what I really love about uh, how Sasha approaches this comedy is that, yeah, it's really absurd raunchy sometimes gross comedy but he's able to like line it with like real human emotions and connections and it's kind of touching in some spots and that's how the first one was as well especially with like uh his obsession his love with like pamela anderson and wanting to find like friends and stuff uh while he was um in the states there was a lot of stuff with like i said the, uh, the father and daughter dynamic that showed us that um, fathers can have just as uh, powerful of a relationship with their daughters as they do with their sons. And I really liked that. It was a very sweet relationship. And, you know, even some great messaging in there of like, uh, you don't need to um, better yourself uh, on a physical level for a person ever. Like you need to be true to who you are and just love yourself uh, on the inside, because then you'll love yourself on the outside. Once again, that's great stuff that just comes out of nowhere. And what, that's what he does best. He just kind of like sneaks those things in there. But um, they were, like I said, they were really kind of heartwarming. So I really enjoyed the fictional stuff between them. But everyone is here for the, the stunts and the interviews and the situations that they get themselves in, the people that they interact with. How is the, How are these scenes in this one on a comedy level? I think they are pretty funny for the most part. There's a couple of them that drag on a little bit too long or like some of them are just not as funny as others and you could easily rank them for sure. And especially the last one where it's a it's a <laughs> pretty shocking to say the least. Um, but I thought the most of the stunts for sure 
And some of them do apply to the actual plot of like dolling his daughter up uh, and finding the correct government official to give her away to. Like it's all it's all you know interwoven with one another. But um, the interviews definitely stand out for sure, just like with it, they did with the first one. And some of these people are just depressing and sad, knowing that like they're just speaking their mind, and like there's going to be millions of people that watch this, and that's what these interviews are for. Not only is it to kind of carry the plot on its back a little bit, but it's also to have uh, Borat, who's this like very eccentric, like fictional character, interview real life people to kind of have this mirror to society to show like there are certain people out there that think like this. And that's where the kind of like depressing, sad and dark, just grim reality that we live in. And when you hear these people talk, some of it is just so absurd that you can't help but to laugh. Not only because Borat is like speaking in his accent and all that stuff. And he's just, uh, Sasha's accents all over the place. Um, but just hearing these people talk and just how they think and like just their, their values as, as, as an American, it's really just something. And, you know, at the very end of this film, it's, it's such a, like a, like a dark end point to how this movie ends and just where we're at in society. And it's really grim and depressing. Um, so I thought for the most part, the interviews were pretty, uh, um, pretty funny and entertaining and also had a lot of commentary as well, but that's the genius of this film is just, it's kind of all over the place, but it, it makes sense in the long run. Um, you know, tone wise. So yeah, I, uh, uh, are some of the interviews as memorable as like the first one? Probably not. I'm going to be completely honest with you, but I think the brief interactions that he has are, are pretty funny. They're definitely there for shock value. Um, some of the longer ones do go on a bit too long, but I think the initial uh, joke and the punch is there to kind of carry it on until the next scene. I don't know what else to say about this, uh, except maybe uh, I'll talk about Sasha uh, for a little bit. Cause I, I did talk about Maria Bakalova. Sasha once again commits. And the thing is with this guy is that he he knows what the, the situation is. He goes in. He doesn't break character. And you have to admire that, admire that about him. He is for sure the definition of... Um, uh, what's... Um, oh, my God. I'm, I'm forgetting the term where, it's where someone loses themselves in a, in a role... Um, I've lost my train of thought, but anyways, he, he really commits himself to the joke. He commits himself to the follow-up, uh, when he asks them questions, like he, he, he's just a real life, um, stunt performer. And I, I, I enjoy watching him. It is kind of weird uh, to see him 14 years later, still do this character. But, um, yeah, I, I think, uh, he crafted once again, just an entertaining adventure of just following Borat. He's just such a, he's so, He's a, he's a big goofball. He's a fish out of water, but he's really lovable. Um, but like I said, also quite scary when he talks to some of these people. But yeah, I think uh, once again, great job. And as far as the controversial scene that people are talking about at the very end, you know, I read about it on Twitter before I watched the the movie. It's just as creepy to see it play out in real life um, than people you know talking about it in, in word form. Just seeing the visuals pretty gross. So, um, yeah, uh, this is going to be a mixed bag for people. I can already tell, 
a lot of people are probably going to love this. A lot of people are going to probably think uh, it's terrible. I don't think there's going to be any in between. I'm on the camp of like good. Uh, I might be too great. I got I got to think about it a little bit more. I did have a day to sit on this, but I just feel like uh, right now Borat's subsequent movie film is a B plus for me. Um, that's as high as I'll go before I get into the A's. I might change my mind in a week. Might change my mind in a few months if I watch it again. But for right now, if you are a Borat fan, still check this one out and see how it holds up to the first one. Or if you like this one better or if it's worse, let me know down below what you think of this film. Uh, Even if I don't reply to all the comments, I do read them all. So I really appreciate the feedback that you guys give me on every single review. Um, But yes, if you're watching this on YouTube, please subscribe to my YouTube channel so you can get up to date on whenever I review anything. Hit that bell uh, for the notifications so uh, you don't miss a review. If you're eagerly awaiting an opinion on one, uh, so and then, like I said, subscribe. If you're listening to us uh, via podcast on the Real Man Colden a Movie Podcast podcast feed, I always appreciate you guys. But if you're more of a podcast person, you want these in audio form, you can go do just that. Subscribe to that feed so you don't have to see my ugly mug, and you can do um, that instead. But that will do it for this review, guys. I'm Chase Lee for DallasMovieScreenings.com, and tune in next time for whatever I review next. I will see you guys later. Thank you.